0: Hey guys and welcome to the One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. I am here with Kate Reddington today from Simplicity. Hi guys, it's Sarah from the future here. Sorry to pop in, but Kate is from Sordid, not Simplicity. Don't know what was going through my head. Really sorry about that. Back to the episode. Really looking forward to chatting to you, Kate, about insurance and a few more episodes coming up. So stay tuned for that. Um, so thank you so much for coming on. And how are you? Tanakwe, Sarah. I'm so good. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. Um, so I, I guess the first thing we'll get you to do is maybe explain that a little bit about yourself and your role within Sorted at the moment.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually just started a new role here at um, the Commission for Financial Capability. So we're um, the commission behind the Sorted website. Um, and I've recently started as the Sorted website lead, um, which is a super exciting opportunity. It's a real privilege. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's such an amazing uh, website um, and which, uh, yeah, I've listened to a couple of your wonderful um, shows and (laughs) I've heard it mentioned a little bit as well and it's always great to hear, um, you know, the feedback and and, um, there's a lot of uh, sort of positive response around it, I think, Um, and Mm. some, you know, some areas for improvement too. Um, So that's kind of my new um, role. And prior to that, I was uh, heavily involved in our programs. So we deliver a lot of face-to-face and online um, financial wellbeing courses um, to help support people uh, feel confident with their money um, and making decisions with their money um, for their life and their situation.
0: Mm, wow, that's awesome. It's such a big job, isn't it, like that you guys ha- have because there's just so many things to, I suppose, cover and um... – yeah, like talk about.
1: Yeah, definitely, it's it's a big subject for sure, and everyone's different, and it's yeah. going to be div- like the choices that you make are going to be different depending on what's important to you. So, I guess that really forms the basis of our approach: um, is trying to meet people where they're at um, mm-hmm. and making sure that anything they do and the way they learn about how to manage their money really works for them.
0: Mm, yeah completely agree that's awesome cool well so today we're going to be talking about insurance and how that works because um i recently did a bit of a poll on the instagram and people this is something that a lot of people were lost um about and didn't really know where to start so looking forward to getting into this and i think the first thing we should maybe chat about is what are the main types of insurance that you can get
1: yeah yeah great question so, yeah, in terms of the different types of insurance available, um, there are heaps and it can feel a little bit overwhelming, um, but I think, and we'll talk about this more, um, you know, throughout the, the session, but um, you really just need the insurance that's right for you in your situation. Um, mm. So there's a comprehensive list, but you don't need them all. So um, general kind of categories, so you have your general Insurance, your car insurance, home contents, travel, pet insurance, all of those types of sort of general insurance. Um, You have health insurance, which could be sort of specific surgery cover or comprehensive health cover. Um, There's income protection, would be another category, um, which is looking at protecting your income um, through whatever you know, loss that you suffer um, or redundancy specifically. Um, Then there's life, disability and debt insurances as well. Um, There's also compulsory insurances, um, which I think is kind of interesting to talk about too. So Mm -hmm. ACC and our EQ, uh, earthquake um, protection insurance, that kind of sits under sort of other areas and other kind of taxes and fees that we pay um, that I think in New Zealand we're quite, lucky to have that compulsory insurance. So we're covered in those situations. Um, And one as well I think that gets talked about a little bit less in my experience um, is self-insurance, which I think is is really important to think about as well when you're deciding which insurance is right for you in your situation.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, And I guess looking at a list like that from the outside to someone who has never – I suppose, dealt with getting insurance before, it can seem quite overwhelming. Do you think, like, which insurances should we care about getting the most or look into first before the others?
1: So it absolutely depends on your situation. Um, Which insurances you need will change when big things in your life change. So travel, buying a house, having a family, or, um, you know, having other dependents, people who depend on you and your money um, to live. Um, and it's also really important to think about the risk. So what are the chances of you not reaching your goal or what you're trying to achieve? Um so for example, um, uh, i have I have a car, <laughs> and I have a car because that allows me to go on road trips and it allows me to do the groceries and have a certain ease of life. And so my goal my goal for that car is to enjoy that freedom and that flexibility. Um, and if I didn't have insurance for my car you know if you look at um, your third party insurance so that's covering if you impact so if you crashed and you crash into a beamer um, so you're liable <laughs> you're liable for that cost and so in order to protect your money so protect that couple hundred thousand dollars that you would have to fork out to pay for the damage you're transferring that um, that cost or that risk onto the insurance company Um, so that's your money and then further to that if you want the comprehensive car insurance um, then then in that case you are paying to cover your stuff so covering the car um, if it gets damaged you know that'll be covered by the insurance company again so when you're younger I think you may not necessarily be responsible for other people as I said or necessarily have a huge amount of net worth or expensive assets that you want to protect But that's scalable too because you might have less income to cover your most important things. But generally, if you can't afford to lose it, you might want to think about protecting it. So for some things like your favorite coat or your favorite plant, if you lose it or it dies, that sucks. But life does go on. But Mm. if you lose, say, your computer and you're freelancing, it's not just the couple of grand you might have to fork out to replace the computer. It's... um, Potentially lost work, potentially lost time, lost income, and the loss might not always be monetary.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's really important um, to know as well. Like, If you have something that you would like make a huge difference to your life, life if you lost, um, you should think about protecting that thing. Um, and as young people, I feel like sometimes we can feel like if we don't have any commitments that we might not have – those things we should protect. But do you think that this is something we should care about while we're young and look into? So I
1: I think that like even when you're young, if you have things that need to be protected, then absolutely um, insurance could be the right solution for you. Um, And there are also some insurances that get a bit more expensive as we age. So if you start younger, you um, you might save on your premium later down the track. But it's it's still important to weigh up that net result. I think um. You know, at the end of the day, again, <laughs> and I'll just I'll just keep repeating it. It's all about your situation. And for example, like if you if you don't have a car, you're not going to need car insurance. You know, and if you you don't have dependents, you're not going to need life insurance because if you die, there's there's no one sort of depending. On you for that income and, and for getting by, so it's yeah. yeah. I think I think that you you only need to start young if if you have those things that are that you can't really afford to lose or mm. you can't afford not to protect. I guess.
0: Yeah, so it might be worthwhile for people, I suppose, to have a look and think about the assets in their life and based on their personal situation, is that going to be something that is going to need protection Um, or that if you ran the risk of losing that thing, it would make a huge impact on your life, whether that is monetary or not.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And for example, like if we use the, I don't know when you're, when you're younger, again, you don't tend to have as many assets. And if you think about, I don't know if sort of at, at university, you know, a computer's, sometimes one of the more expensive things that you own and if you're thinking about how much you're going to be spending on insurance to cover that computer and how much it would cost to replace it like are you better off just saving that money and have it sitting there um I mean earning interest Mm -hmm. barely in this climate but (laughs) but Mm -hmm. you've, you've got that money saved and you've got that safety net that buffer rather than that ongoing um insurance going out to cover it but again you know It depends on your situation because you might have a whole lot of other assets that you're wanting to cover as well.
0: Mm, Yeah, I think that's an important point and also good to help us justify what we are paying for if we are to get insurance and therefore prioritise as well. And so who would we approach to get an unbiased opinion on insurance and is it okay to go to a provider?
1: Yeah, excellent question. I think insurance advisors can be a really great idea, especially when you're looking at the more complex policies with so many options, so much fine print, so many sort of you could have exclusions here or you could lower your excess, like what's going to be the best fit for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, most insurance brokers don't charge for their services, which is amazing. Um, They get paid by the insurance companies. Um, But I think it's important to when you're looking around for an insurance Broker or an insurance advisor, um, that you're you're shopping around, um, and you're talking to a few of them. So not just necessarily going off the first recommendation you have. um, Talking to a couple of people and and um, seeing if it's a a good fit for you. Um, Another thing to think about as well when you're when you're looking for an insurance provider or an insurance broker is um, is how many Uh, insurance providers they work with sorry I'm talking about insurance brokers so how many um, insurance providers they work for or have a relationship with necessarily because the more providers they work for or with the more options you will have for your insurance
0: Mm, yeah that makes a lot of sense and maybe just quickly it'd be good um, to touch on what um, the difference between an insurance provider and an advisor is (laughs)
1: great question and I definitely mixed that up in the last answer so apologies for that Um, (laughs) so I mean you can have insurance advisors at an insurance provider um, and and I guess the terms that I was mixing up were the insurance broker versus the insurance provider as well so the insurance broker tends to work outside of a provider Um, and as I was saying earlier if that broker has connections with a range of providers, they're going to have access to um a wider variety of policies that, that might better or worse suit your situation. Um, so definitely make sure you ask sort of who they work with.
0: Why do you think that we find insurance so confusing and how could we break it down to be a lot more simple for not only ourselves but the people around us um and our families and friends?
1: Yeah, it is it can be so confusing and and part of it is the high stakes for you and your family um and the provider as well you know it's it's we're talking about risk care and and really personal risk and and really kind of traumatic risk as well so it's it's a pretty emotional space the other reason is i think the legalities of it and and the fine print you know there's there's so much mm. involved and there has to be because again we're talking about potentially huge risks here um not just monetary but you know health family whatever it might be um i think again what's really important sort of to break it down and to make it a little bit less confusing is is thinking about prioritizing what's important to protect in your life um and just going back to thinking about covering your people covering your money and covering your stuff in that order um and just a reminder as well that more insurance is, is not necessarily better. Um and I think that, you know, you can you know, there's like all oh, this this insurance. Like maybe should I have life insurance? Should I have you know yeah. whatever whatever insurance is out there? And the answer is only if it's only if it's right for you in your situation. And that the risk of of the the consequences I guess of that um of the worst coming to pass in that situation are you able to recover from that like what does that mean to you um, and again just going back to that whole life events thing that's that's when that'll help you figure out what's important to cover at what stage in your life. Mm. Another um, strategy that's really helped me get to know my policies um, is drawing up a bit of a table. is super nerdy. Um, <laughs> so you just kind of like write down the type of insurance, the premium, the excess. I found this really helpful when I was um, evaluating different travel policies. Um, and so in the first column, I list what's covered, which is usually... In a section in your policy with the heading what's covered, so it's nice and easy. Um, and then on the second column, I list down what's excluded. And the trick on that column is to go through the entire policy looking for exclu- exclusions because sometimes they don't sit tidily under that heading of exclusions. Mm. And if you look through that lens, I think it kind of helps you to identify actually what is covered and what isn't. And that process of going through and pulling it out or highlight, it's kind of like studying. Um, And it just kind of gets the information in there. Um, So it is a bit of a chore, but it can also be super empowering. Um, And again, it's that well-being factor of knowing what's covered and Mm. being prepared for potentially what's not covered. and as I said, like if you think about travel insurance, like most of the travel insurance policies that I was looking at, they have a specific exclusion Sorry, around injuries from driving scooters without a valid licence in both your country and the country you're visiting. And I think that, you know, if you haven't gone through that process of reading the fine print and, and looking for those exclusions in different places, um, you might not know. And so that awareness, I think... Um, it's, it's really empowering. And I guess at the end of the day as well, like that's, that's the key thing about insurance is it's, it's about peace of mind. Hmm. And so knowing what's actually in there and what you're actually covered for and confirming that, yes, that's a risk that you want to be covered for. um, I think it's really important and adds to that sense of this is the right decision I can sleep easy knowing that I'm covered in these situations.
0: Mm, yeah, definitely. Because I think that's probably a lot of like people's problems is that they, they're they trying to work out how they justify paying for this insurance and if they're actually paying for the right one because um, it can be quite hard to compare if you go on one's website and then you sort of think you understand it and then you go into another one. So I think breaking it down into a table is, um, although it might be, admin for yourself it is (laughs) is going to be a lot more helpful in the long term and in terms of the legalities and I suppose policies and fine print are there any things that people should specifically look out for I know you sort of spoke about exclusions but do you think is there something that people should look at in terms of differences to get the best insurance policy for themselves
1: yeah yeah look and I think this is when a, a broker can come in handy because they can work through that stuff with you, um, but I do think I do think being able to do that on your own is is really important as well. So, as you said, the exclusions always always go through it with a fine tooth comb to find the exclusions. The excess is another one. Just being really clear on what is the excess and what are the conditions around that. And look, just just everything <laughs> like mm. the the fine print. It's fine for a reason you know, it's like it's yeah. got some real sneaky stuff in there. So my advice would be just get in there. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes they make it fine, so you'll ignore it, but there can be some really important stuff. So look, read it out loud to your friends. Um, just any any way that works for you to read that sometimes super tediously boring and complex kind of language-filled um, additions to your policy, just just read make sure you read it um and then I would say read it again (laughs) Mm.
0: yeah for sure and when it comes like I suppose that table would also be good for identifying what is industry standard for cheap versus expensive because I think sometimes people can think oh they're paying a lot for insurance and blah 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 so is there a way that we can identify that
1: yeah that's a really that's a really good question um and, and look, there's a few levers you can pull around making it affordable for you. Um, so one of them is, is the excess, so talking to your provider or through your broker um, about how much the excess is and maybe making it a bit more affordable for you, that ongoing premium cost by raising the excess slightly, if that's, if that's going to suit your situation. Um, I think as well just shopping around, Um, on a semi-regular basis Um, I think it's really important to make insurance companies work for your money because you work really hard for it Um, Mm -hmm. you can often save yourself I think hundreds of dollars um, over a few years by looking around and negotiating lower premiums Um, and you know the the only caveat I would say to that is make sure you're not compromising on on the cover that's right for your situation Um, but yeah shopping around is a good one and again look it's admin um but you know you could spend an hour or two doing this admin and save yourself a thousand dollars you know over two or three years and that's kind of a good time investment
0: coming towards more of an end now what are some practical things that we can do right now to get ourselves sorted when it comes to insurance
1: yeah excellent question um so on the Sorted website, um, there's this, uh, neat kind of journey, um, it's called Get Sorted, it's on the top nav bar, and it's six steps to getting sorted, um, and step number four is covering your people, your money, and, and your stuff, which, um, it's obviously a message I've heard <laughs> a few times today, but, um. It sort of just goes through some of the different ways that we can protect ourselves, um, and ask some of the questions I think that are really helpful when you're considering what sort of insurance is right for you in your situation. Um, so that's a really good place to go to start. Um, it's also got a sort of a wee checklist about um, things that you can tick off. So if you're looking for what to do next, that's that's a that's a great a great place that talks about choosing which types of insurance you need based on your situation um, shopping around online for options so again that's going back to that whole um, find what's right for you and and you know if you put in a bit of effort you'll probably find a, a better fit um, setting up insurance to cover what's most important um, and then looking at perhaps finding an advisor as well
0: yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um and I think the main point uh, the main point I've taken out of what you've been saying today is um just to when you're having a look at what to prioritize it's people money and stuff and I think that's so easy to remember <laughs> and something that people can take away um really easily without having to try too hard because that's the thing people don't want to do like the research and look too much into it but if you can just remember that then it's a quick easy way to sort of prioritize what you're looking at so that's amazing thank you so much Kate for coming on it's so appreciated and um we'll hear from you soon in further episodes cool thanks so much for having me Sarah all right guys thank you so much for listening I really hope you were able to take something valuable away um, be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at the one up project and I'll catch you on the next one